Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. In the nighttime, I was praying, and I had a visitation from the Lord. Whether you realize it or not, tell you the real truth about this, this camp meeting is one of the most monumental, momentous camp meetings we've had. It's entirely different, but the results will be forthcoming for a long, long time. I was praying in the Spirit in other tongues, and actually the visitation lasted from for about three hours, three o'clock till, last time I looked at the clock, it was 10 minutes till six. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, we continue the series, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. Psalm 127.1 Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord build the house. Well, we give Him the praise because He's the one that has built the house. People talk about sometimes what I've done, I'll be honest with you, I feel like I've done so little. So little. But thank God for everything that He's done. We give Him praise, honor, and glory. Then Paul, writing to the church at Philippi, said in the third chapter of Philippians, and in the twelfth verse, not as though I'd already attained, either were already perfect, or that is full grown or full mature in Christ, but I follow after. If that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Then the 13th verse, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Then in John's Gospel, the fourth chapter, when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well of Samaria, and she said, Our fathers worship God in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men are to worship God. That's what the Jews said. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Then in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, we read where Paul said, I think I'll start the first verse and read down through the fifth. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit 
and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Let me say again, a week ago, in the nighttime I was praying and I had a visitation from the Lord. Whether you realize it or not, tell you the real truth about this, this camp meeting is one of the most monumental, momentous camp meetings we've had. It's entirely different, but the results will be forthcoming for a long, long time. I was praying in the spirit in other tongues and actually the visitation lasted from for about three hours, three o'clock till, last time I looked at the clock, it was 10 minutes till six. And uh, you see there, there's a very little difference between the uh, highest type of revelation and the lowest type of vision. In that, and really I do not know if whether it was the highest type of revelation or the lowest type of vision, seemed that Jesus and I were standing up above this auditorium, higher actually than that ceiling up there, and looking down on the crowd. And I saw everything that's happened here so far in this meeting. And uh, there, there are other things. I, I saw myself minister to you and say certain things to you. Now, the uh, revelation comes by just an inward knowing. You couldn't tell anybody at all why you know it. You just know it on the inside of you. That's really the lowest type of revelation and any Christian can have that. Uh, that's really the Holy Ghost in you, alerting your spirit and telling you, amen whatever he wants you to know. And then secondly, there's a, you'll hear it spoken unto you. And then third, you, you see it with your spirit, your eyes. In other words, on the inside of you, you see it. Now, the lowest type of vision is a whole lot that way. It's a spiritual vision. You, you have your eyes shut. Uh, you know, when Paul saw Jesus on the road to Damascus, he had his eyes closed because the Bible said when his eyes were, were open, he couldn't see, he's blind. Amen? Not by disease, but by the power of God, the power, the glory of that light. And then the, the second highest type of vision is when one falls into a trance. One would fall into a trance. Uh, the Bible said Peter went out on the housetop and prayed, and, uh, you know, and he fell into a trance. He fell over bodily. He fell over bodily. You see, when you fall into a trance, your physical senses are suspended. Uh, you don't know at the moment where you are. Uh, because all your physical senses, that's happened to me several times. I was preaching in December of 1962 in a little assembly of God church down in Houston. And I was just preaching away. In fact, I was reiterating something that the Lord said to me in that first vision when he appeared to me first in 1950 in Brother Tipton's tent. Actually, this church had, had rented his tent, leased it, put it up, and, and just asked me to come for uh, to speak. And, and as I... Uh, reiterated that, or told certain portions of it, I realized that I had put my own interpretation on part of it. It's mighty easy to put your own interpretation on something. You remember what Paul said writing to Timothy? He said, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Well, of course, you know, we think about the Bible and the New Testament and all, but when Paul wrote to Timothy, the New Testament wasn't written. All they'd have was Old Testament scriptures, but you still got to write divided. But you see, it's given by the Holy Ghost. Well, if that be true, if the Bible, if the Word of God, and the Bible said, holy men of old wrote as they were moved by the Spirit of God. And if, if, if the Bible is given by the Spirit, and Spirit anointed, and it has to be rightly divided, then anything else the Spirit says has to be rightly divided. 
And you see where folks have missed it? God really said something to them by the Spirit, but they didn't divide it right. And, and a lot of us, I'm not talking about somebody else, you know. That night I saw where I'd missed it myself in a number of different areas. And so uh, I, I, I said to the people, I put my own interpretation on I didn't divide that right. I put my own interpretation on that's not That's not all what a portion of that vision meant. And when I said that, I just fell down on my knees behind the pulpit and started repenting. And said, Lord, forgive me. Dear God, forgive me. Uh, it was a mistake I made, but it was of the head, not the heart. My heart was right. I didn't want to miss it. And, and you forgive me in Jesus' name. And about that time, it was just like somebody really, I, I, I felt like wind blowing on me. But, but it, it came with such force that it just knocked me flat on the floor. Just knocked me flat. I mean, you couldn't have knocked me in a fight if you'd hit me in the back of the head with a baseball bat. And, and I fell into a trance. My, all my physical senses were suspended. At the moment, I didn't know where I was. You could have hollered and jumped and I don't know what all around me. But, uh, but I wouldn't have known it, you see, because all my physical senses were suspended. And uh, I tell you sometimes, uh, I saw this beautiful flower garden. It's a beautiful garden. It had a white picket fence all around it. And out in the middle of it, it had a little pavilion or arbor. And it was full of the most beautiful flowers, all kind of flowers, every kind of flower. And, uh, and all of them were in bloom, every single one of them in bloom. And every single one of them just putting off a beautiful aroma until you could see it, the perfume, the aroma rising up into the air. And then the arbor itself was with climbing uh, flower plants, you see. And they were all in bloom. And so I came up from the east to this gate, white picket gate. And Jesus was standing just on the inside. When I got up there, he, he uh, because there's a latch on it on the inside, uh, he undone that latch, puts the gate open, reached his hand out and took my right hand. And then he shut the gate and then he took my right hand in both of his and led me down this path until we got to this harbor. When we got in, I saw it had a marble bench on every, either side of it. And he sat down to the south side, you see, uh, on this bench and pulled me down beside him. Never said a word, pulled me down beside him. And I was looking around and when I looked to the west, uh, I, I saw flowing into this garden a river. And, and it started way back up the sky. And, 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 and it was real wide, way back up there. It was broad, I mean 50 yards, maybe wider. And, and then as it came to this little garden, it got narrower and narrower. Uh, and it flowed into it just like a river, just like water. And, and then as I, as I looked at it, looked at this river, the river changed and it became people. It became people. And they were flowing into that, uh, and I said, Lord, what does this mean? What is that river? Who are these people? What does this, uh, this garden mean? Flower garden, what, what does all this mean? And Jesus said to me, that river of people, now that's 1962, you see, December, uh, are people from other, even other religions of the world. And people from what you call denominational churches that will come into the light of the new birth and the fullness of being filled with the Holy Ghost. And they'll flow as one. And uh, the beautiful flowers and the aroma that goes up from them are their praises ascending up unto heaven. And then as I sat there, I saw right in front of me, just run off in front of my eyes like you'd see it on the television screen. Uh, because see, I was Pentecostal preacher. I, I preached strictly in Pentecostal churches. In fact, in some areas, my particular full gospel denomination, in some states, thank God they didn't in mine, but I preached in some other states, and they said, well, you can find your ministry strictly to us. That is, don't preach for anybody who does. 
But the Lord kept saying to me, I want you to minister to the whole body. I want you to minister to the whole body. I want you to minister to the whole body. And, and so I saw myself then ministering in Baptist churches, and I've done it. And I saw myself ministering in Presbyterian churches, and I've done it. And I saw myself ministering in Methodist churches, and I've done it. And I saw myself ministering in Christian, Disciple of Christ Church, and I've done it. And I saw people falling under the power, laying all around the front in Methodist churches, and Baptist churches, and Presbyterian churches, and, and Christian churches. And I've seen it. I've seen it in the front, just full of people, lying on the floor, talking in tongues. Glory to God. I even saw myself preaching for Roman Catholics. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the series you've been listening to today in book form. Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the two-disc CD series, Decisions Determine Destiny by Ken Hagan. Both dynamic resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagan Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call to Arms, uh, November the 1st through the 3rd. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome time. Let me tell you, ladies, give your husbands a gift and sign them up for Call to Arms. They will come back a changed man and for the good. So make sure that you do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Call today to get this month's special offer, the two-CD set from Ken Hagen, Decisions Determine Destiny, and the book Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagen. This special offer is just $19.95. Call now. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.